fact that Mac is 134 years old? Do you think that they've made tangible strides to ensure equity for their staff and students? And one example for me would be, I, don't, I didn't even think there was black professors or TAs at the school until second year, until a professor came to me because he saw me like standing outside of the class um, every single week at the same time. And he was like, oh, you're a black student. Like I'm a black professor. You should meet this black professor. And that was the first, the very first instance where I was like, wow, there's, there's black professors here. There's black TAs here. There's an actual like black colleagues here. So in terms of that, do you think that McMaster should play more of a role in actually getting um, black professors? And another example would be, um, I remember in second year, I took this, uh, I took this class on like the slave trade and I was so excited for it. And when I first showed up to the class, it was taught by a white lady. And I was like, I'm not taking this. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do this because what are you gonna teach me that's not like, heavily focused on like the Europeans instead of like the black people. So that's my little spiel. We'll get into the question. Um, I'll start with you, Peyton. <sighs> it's 134 years old. It is also 2021. And yet and still we are faced with issues that should not be happening in 2021 in so many different contexts in so many different ways. And the most angering thing for me is that we constantly feel gaslit about these issues that are going on because you have, I'm going to bring it up again, the attack on the NSBE's post on McMaster's Instagram account where people were saying that this stuff is all in the past. These issues are in the past. Black people don't deserve scholarships. Black people don't deserve this. Where's the white person scholarship? Where is this? And this and this and this because oppression doesn't exist anymore. And then you're like, Maybe it doesn't for a second because you're like, well, obviously this white person is trying to educate me on what's going on and McMaster isn't stepping in or doing anything. So am I in the wrong here for being upset? And I in the wrong here for expressing my anger about this stuff? And McMaster doesn't do anything to support anything that's going on. They don't even release a statement saying, we do not condone these things that are going on. We support the Black... We there was like one comment that was this big that was saying, we support our Black students in this great what's that going to do that goes to show so many other things there aren't supports for black students there isn't more awareness there isn't more humility and transparency within the university about the stuff that's going on I feel like they haven't made I don't know since I've been here I haven't seen any real progress um looking at the athletic review that came out there are students from years ago that have that came here and that are still talking on twitter to this day CFL players that went to McMaster that are still speaking out about how awful of a place McMaster was to them because they didn't care about them and they haven't made any strive since. And we're still here years later and these same issues are still going on. People are still feeling deterred and that they can't go to anybody at the school. You know, it's great that some little things are being put in place, but A, it was forced by us because we were saying, listen, this can't happen anymore. But B, like I said before, they're trying to cover themselves and being like, okay, well, we have to take these steps and we have to do them. Otherwise, McMaster hasn't done enough at all in its 134 years of being here, of being an institution. They haven't done enough to support Black students. They haven't done enough to be transparent in what they're doing and to say, listen, we're sorry. We messed up in this area. We haven't been supporting you. We haven't done this. They've never Never said that once that's the one thing that I want to hear from them we're sorry that we've done this we're sorry that this hasn't happened but they will never do that because they've never done anything wrong in their eyes um and with that 
you know, I'll tie into the staff, like you were talking about how I had one class taught by Black Prop and I was like, this is amazing. And she was female. And I was like, this is so cool. This is amazing. It was one of my favorite classes. And then we have other classes that are being taught by white profs that should not be taught by white profs. The same thing with certain meetings that we're having led by, like there was one meeting that we had with the athletic department and it was how to be a better ally for the black community. And I was like, oh, I want to go. A, it was for only white people to be there because I wanted to hear about what was going on. I didn't feel welcome to be there. And it was run by a white person. How does that make any sense? So how are the things that are going on? How are the things being put in place actually legitimate and actually supporting us and making any change? If they're not even um, diversifying their staff, if they're not taking a more intersectional lens or approach as to what they're doing, they're not doing anything to make real change. They're just shuffling things around inside the institution. There's no progression being made here. There's still people that are feeling deterred, that are feeling scared to go to the university. You know, I'll bring in the survey that I sent out a couple of weeks ago that had to be taken down because the institution was a little upset with me. Um, and one of the questions was, have you ever experienced microaggressions or overt racism or this and that on campus? If so, did you report it? If not, what deterred you? Every single response, I had 64 responses. Every single response was, they don't care enough about their black students. There's nobody that I could go to that looks like me. I don't feel heard. I don't see, feel seen. Nobody would care about what's going on. That's the same thing. Like I said, things are being shuffled around, but no real changes actually being made to be like, oh, this is what we need to do. This is what we need to give to our black students. Yeah, I think because I've been trying to watch it from my position in my program, at least to see like new hires or at least to see like new staff members in terms of like authority positions. But um, with this year with um, COVID, I think what has been uncovered is that like the professors and everything actually don't have much say in what's going on. And we don't even know who these people are. Like we don't have any faces to the names or anything of the real authority behind all of this. So like, that's like the deeper issue is like, as an undergraduate student, I think like a lot of undergraduate students that are black or BIPOC, like they do feel like they're just a number that they're irrelevant to the institution. They're a money bag, you know, like a lot of times like I feel forced to think about it as like commerce and I'm like, okay, this is how I know in a commerce level, how much I value to McMaster. But on a human scale, like I know I don't really care. And it's very evident in like the new measures that they put in place, it's evident in where they put the new money that they acquire it's just evident everywhere and it's like for people to even just have like one black professor I feel like it's 2021 like I'm not sure why we still have to celebrate that like one black professor or for people to even have like one black TA like I, I don't think we should be celebrating this anymore I feel like they should just be normal because it's like even if they want to talk about population representation, it's not just about that. It's about like speaking to the erasure of us and our contribution. It's also that. So it's like you can't just be talking about the population when our people and our generations have faced genocide and we faced erasure and we faced our work being stolen from us and then put with new names and things like that. So it's like, I'm realizing this in classes taught by white professors, they are recounting a, a version of history that I know is a white account 
of a version of history. You know what I mean? And I know this because I've done the work to find our version of the history. And I know who actually wrote certain things. And it's just like, that's really like hurtful as well. And I feel like that is something that wouldn't need to take a whole like organization of educating staff and everything. It wouldn't be like a whole training exercise if you just literally had more black staff. Like literally people would just know, like, you know, like black staff would just speak about these things and they would feel comfortable speaking about it if there was more of us. And it's not just black staff, it's people of color staff because there's a lot to be said about how much the staff is just white. Like that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like when you look at the population of McMaster, white people are not the majority. McMaster is a science school. There's a lot of people of color, of a lot of different ethnicities. So why would those, the professors not reflect that? So it just doesn't make any sense. So. I don't get it and 134 years old I still feel like it's a whole ploy of like we are trying to make our school enticing for you to feel like you need to feel honored to come here and yes that's important because that's a part of the degree that's a part of the prestige of a degree from McMaster is that we do feel honored to get that degree at the same time I want to know that you're honoring my money and my effort that I put in so it's like I can't just show up to the school and there's nothing set up for me so like that's really like what we're talking about here yeah just a small piggyback on that I remember applying to McMaster and even doing certain things now and they'll ask you um are you a visible minority are you part of this group are you part of that and I remember being like oh my gosh this is so cool like I'm gonna be represented I'm gonna be supported they're just doing that to fill quotas they don't care about us we're just numbers <laughs> that's it that's all that we seem to be to these people and so yet and still we're walking around and we don't see anybody that looks like us in higher levels in professor positions in ta positions in administration in edi what's going on with that what's happening why can't we turn to anybody that we trust that looks like us that we are supported by we're just literally numbers filling quotas and that is so frustrating and heartbreaking to me because it's like you're putting me in this position to trust you to be excited to come here you're making me feel oh congratulations welcome to the marauder family and this and this but when you get here you're a number you're just in a sea of people we don't really care about you in the grand scheme of things because I always look at it as a big Whenever I think of McMaster, I think of the people that are in, you know, the dean's office that are in administration. I think of those people there. They genuinely don't care. They look out and they see a sea of people and they're like, oh, just going to clock in, do my job, clock out. That's it. They don't care. They don't bring the stuff home with them. They don't worry about the well-being of their students, especially their Black students, especially when we're screaming into the void and saying, listen, we're hurting. They turn their phone off. They don't have to check their emails. They can turn that stuff off. We can't turn our suffering and our pain off. It stays with us going to class, going home, going to practice, wherever we're going, it's with us all the time. And they act like that's just something that's so disposable. And so mm, not that important that they don't even have to address it. That is so hurtful to me. Yeah, just a brief, I just have something brief to say. Like even I have never had a black professor and I've only had a black TA and it was only last semester did I have a black TA. And even in our breakout rooms, when we had the breakout room, she had a little bit of an accent. And when we had the breakout rooms, like the white people were complaining about her. And I'm like, from my eyes, she's a great TA. Like she explained everything. You know, people weren't participating. Even when people weren't participating, she was still pushing the tutorial. Like 
you know, she was great with her feedback and everything. And I just had to sit back and I'm like, why are you complaining? Because she says that we have to talk. Because I guarantee you, if a white TA was telling you that you have to talk in tutorial, which is the purpose of the tutorial, you wouldn't be sitting here complaining about it, you know? And even just like with not having representation of any, like of rarely any people of color um, in the, for the professors, it's like, they're kind of deaf to the problems, you know? They don't understand the material that they're teaching and the weight that it holds. Like I had a religious um, studies professor, he's a white man and he, basically and the, there was an episode of like South Park or something and they depicted um a prophet and it was like offensive to the Muslim religion and a Muslim girl like stood up and was like this is why it's offensive and he just shut her down and said oh well it's not offensive and I'm like you can't deem what is offensive and what is not offensive to anybody because you don't know. You are not offended because this is not your religion. It's not your race. Like, you don't have anything that has to do with it. You're just a professor who's teaching this material. You don't have any connection to it. And even to have a white professor teach a class about slave trade, like, that is just a slap in the face. Like, this is your people's, you know, doing. So, how are you going to allow somebody who is like that looks like that come and teach that class like that just means that you're deaf to all the problems that people face and i feel as though if there was like more black professors maybe then because they have their own little community they would be able to stand up and say these are the problems the black students are facing you know and i feel like that might get more change than the black students because they look at us as like oh whatever you're coming in and out you know we don't really care about you you're here for a period of time and then you move on to the real world you know yeah and i will say that um in a lot of my classes where i have taken more of a a lens on the black experience in terms of like papers that you can choose your topics on a lot of the time when i do choose the black topics even before saying like this is an important aspect to me like I, was, I remember I was doing something on like overt racism and like subtle racism I didn't say anything about like how this affects me it was very like removed from myself and my TA on his like um his feedback he was like I can tell this is very personal to you and I'm like can you tell that it's personal to my skin tone or personal to my academic you know like excellence because you're just saying that because I'm a black student and you looked at me and you talked to me about this racism and you thought you said a good thing. And now you're like patting yourself on the back saying, okay, that's great. And um, on that note, ma'am, did you wanna say something about that? Yes, I just had to just add a little quick, little brief story. Um, I have a friend and she was in this like class, okay? And she was writing a paper and she was connecting something to colorism. And the professor responded back to her by, is colorism a real thing? You can't make up these terms and I'm like you are a professor all you have to do even if you first of all clearly you don't know anything about what's going on the world in the world if you have to ask is colorism a real thing and secondly you're asking a student this you're asking a student to educate you about something that the student probably experienced you are a professor. All you have to do 
is do a quick Google research, a Google search of colorism, and there will be a million scholarly articles that discuss colorism. It's like, at this point, do we have to educate the professors as well? We can't speak on our experiences without being accused of making things up because in your eyes, it's so ridiculous. Right. On that note, I think we should go to our final thoughts. So I'll give you the option. You can either just talk about final thoughts or you can reflect on this statement. So is there anything that you want to say to the Black students on campus who are struggling with their generational trauma and mental health? So you can either reflect on that statement or just give your final thoughts. Anything you want to get off your chest, anything you want to direct to the university, this is your platform. Um, Mayab, do you want to go first? I just want to let the Black students know that it is okay to struggle. It is more than okay to struggle. Everybody struggles. Even if they're not showing it visibly, they're still struggling. It doesn't make you any less of a person or an adequate person if you are struggling. And that it's okay to look for help, even outside of the services that McMaster provides. It is okay to go and look for help. It doesn't make you a weak person. It makes you a stronger person. And you should look to different communities to receive help and use the resources that are around you. And to McMaster, please, please hear your Black students, accept what they're saying and acknowledge what they're saying, not in your terms, but in our terms. Acknowledge them how we want to be acknowledged, not just by posting a little statement that is doing nothing to the Black community at McMaster. Yeah, I same kind of sentiment same thing you know it is okay if you were struggling but at the same time I also want you to know that if you are struggling with mental health and if you are feeling alone and gaslit and invalidated and not supported by the institution that you're supposed to be calling home I see you I hear you I support you we all see you we all care about you we all want you to know that what you're going through is valid um please don't let large institutions invalidate and gaslight you Please don't let white people tell you what you can feel and what you can't feel and that your experiences are not as real as you think that they are. You tell them to be because they are as real. They are as valid. They are as important as white people's mental health. They are as important as everyone else's struggles that are going on, if not even more important, because you are going through so much at once. You have so much on your plate and it is okay if you need some time to heal and to mend. And if you need to reach out for support, we all hear you. We see you. We support you. We love you and we thank you so much for all that you're doing. And again, to McMaster, you have constantly been negligent and ignorant to the fact that we are suffering on your campus. We are suffering at the hands of you because you continuously let us down and prove to us that you do not care about us nearly as much as you care about your white students. And it shows, it is evident. It is evident in the way that you respond to our outcries. It is evident in the way that you do not say anything towards any of the pressing issues that are going on on your campus, towards your students, even off campus. You don't care and it's evident and we need action. We need transparency. We need humility. We need your support. We need you to hear us. Word, geez, word to both of you. Yeah, I think on if I had to tell myself something in first year when I was younger, like you literally cannot fail. Like, I need you to understand that you cannot fail. Like, Black youth, like Black women, like Black people, you need to understand that we cannot fail. We've already succeeded, right? Everything that we already could not do before, we've already done it. 
it's already done. Like we've already done the work. So whenever they want to decide that they want to acknowledge the work that we've done, it doesn't matter. It's already done. We already getting up every day. We're already supporting each other. So it's just we just need to just honor ourselves and forget about them sometimes. Forget about them sometimes, honestly. Don't give them your power, honestly, sometimes. Honestly, keep it to yourself and wow yourself and go with your own tune because you are making the difference. Every time that you speak up in class for yourself, you don't speak up for yourself. You, see, you speak up for millions of people. You make a path open more for millions of people. That's your impact. That's what they're denying you. Every time that you send your emails, you send your letters, every time that you stand up for something that you know is wrong and you feel is wrong, you make a difference for all of us, for all of us. That's the power that you have. And that's the power that they're trying to deny you. So understand that that's what we're doing here. So you cannot fail, you already won. We're already winning right now. So we just need to acknowledge that. And very soon we'll get to the place where we won't even need to be yelling at them anymore. We will have people in positions all across where we can do what we wanna do. And we don't have to answer to anybody, period. And at that point to McMaster, you are gonna feel stupid at that point, period. You're gonna feel dumb. The whole time that you're over here acting like all of the work that black women, black queer folk, that black men, that black, people black youth are doing in your institution in your communities all this work that we're doing that you're not acknowledging you're gonna feel stupid when the day finally comes that we finally stop waiting for you as this parental figure that is always neglecting us to finally say job well done and when that day comes it's too late it's too late we are giving you the opportunity right now to reverse harm we're giving you the opportunity right now to claim accountability. We're giving it to you right now to do something that is worth being done. And it's overdue, it's been overdue. The more you wait, the more we're just gonna find the power within ourselves and we're just gonna forget you at the end. That's all that's gonna happen. So just sit there, just sit there and wait and act like we are the fragile and weak ones. We are the powerful ones. So you can sit there and wait and act like there won't be a day when we won't need you and you'll come knocking at our door and all we will have are the receipts, McMaster. We will show you the receipts. That's what we'll show you. And we will need you to answer for every single receipt before we wanna hear anything that you're saying. And that's what's going on. I just wanna say thank you so, so much to these three panelists. They have just unearthed so much knowledge. They've spoken from their hearts, which is what we wanted. And we just hope that you hear this and you actually listen to us. You listen before you start thinking about, oh, this is what this person's gonna say, or this is the position that we're gonna be taking. Listen to us, listen to our grievances, listen to the fact that we've been going through this for generations on end. Like our parents have had to, um, have had to go through this. Our parents, parents, our parents, parents, parents. Like it goes through generations. And we're just asking, we're not even asking anymore. We're demanding for, we're demanding just to be heard because we already have a place at our own table. We just want everyone else to recognize that we are strong. We are so much more than our black trauma. We are more than just being shot on the street like dogs in the, um, in the US. We are so much more and we just deserve so much more. And we will give it to ourselves before anybody else will give it to us. And we just want you to recognize that we have a voice and you will hear it, whether you like it or not. So again, thank you so much, Drew, Mayab, and Peyton. 
And again, my name is Caitlin. This was an episode of Listen Up, and we hope you enjoy. Thank you.